This is Brandon Clay. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Brandon Clay Daily Show. As always, presented by Brandon Clay Training. We'll start there today. Addie Deal came and worked out with us in June in Atlanta. We'll get to see her again September 30th in Dallas. Love her game uh, out of California. I think one of the things, and I talked about this earlier in the summer, that's a separator for Deal is who she is as a kid, like her moxie, her demeanor, uh, very similar to some of the greats that, that I've seen come through. Kelsey Plum, Sid we Sabrina Ionescu, you name it. She has that same type of vibe as a young prospect. She's been on the road, Iowa State, Iowa, LSU. I've already seen some of those folks here to get the fall started before football season. Really like what Deal brings to the table, and I think she's a kid that can continue to rise. I remember Jackie Young's ascent up the rankings. And Deal has a lot of those same qualities that Young did at the same stage in terms of, again, who she is as a player, who she is as a person, and her work ethic really speaking to where her growth can go. Keep an eye on her. Staying out west, class of 2023, Reese Sellers actually came over this week, trained with me in Atlanta. We saw Reese in Chicago uh, in July, and then she's worked with Chris Hansen, ProspectsNation.com managing editor as well, out in Arizona back in 2021. Love Sellers game, uh, kid that could push the tempo, smaller guard, but just get stuff done, right? And we really were on the floor breaking down some footwork and got a couple new stories that will go up on prospectsnation.com this week. Sellers is featured in one of those where we really talk about our game. She also has a brand new player card. While she was out here, she visited Oglethorpe and Piedmont, uh, two schools that both have a, a need for a kid like her and very well could wind up here. Uh, has got a trip out to Chicago to go visit a couple schools, including Aurora, next week. So a lot of positive things happening in Sellers' recruitment as a direct result of her on-floor training. Sliding to the recruiting section of today's podcast, we'll stick to Arizona. Stick to the 23 class as well. Tell about Bella Barrett. One of the coolest things about her recruitment after she joined the program, went and visited Cal Santa Barbara right after the end of the club season with the Arizona Elite. Picked up an offer out there. Really like what Barrett brings to the table. Kind of a big, versatile forward in today's game. Where you know you can go big if you want. Player back in the backcourt. Uh, you know, as the third ball handler. If you want to go a little smaller, you could play her as a fourth ball handler. Uh, as her skill set continues to grow and improve, might even be able to see her play some second ball handler in spots and spaces. So a lot to like about. I think more even on her upside than where she already is. Shoots the ball. Uh, you know, you talk about the term Swiss Army knife, and I think that, that she really fits that. Her size, her length, her shot-making ability is awesome, but I really think it's about where she could continue to go that's really intriguing about Barrett's game, and you're only going to see her recruitment grow through the fall. Back on the East Coast in 2025, Adelaide Jernigan out of North Carolina uh, really has had just a, a cool year. You know, you talk about as a kid getting to watch some things come to fruition. And I really liked Jernigan's game. We actually had a kid work out with us this weekend out of Alabama. And I told her, her name Sawyer Kate uh, Hogan. And I told Sawyer Kate on the way out the door, I'm like, you remind me of this kid from North Carolina. And gave her Addie's name and, you know, said, go to Google, take a look. And then that really speaks to where Jernigan's come from. She once was Sawyer Kate. And now she is one of the upperclassmen that we're referring the young kids to. Jernigan's going to visit Furman. She's already been on campus at Wake. Uh, she's going to visit Florida State, get a chance to see NC State. And, you know, her recruiting is really diverse. And I think she's a kid, you know, in that 5'11 range now. Uh, a lot like Barrett, different basketball player, but the same type of versatility. 
you know, where Jernigan can play the two for you. I think she potentially could even play some one for you in some spots, especially if you have a smaller guard that can go score it, say a Diamond Johnson. You could play Diamond off the basketball. A lot of what I think the Hawks are going to try to do with DeJounte Murray and Trey Young this year, uh, you could play Jernigan at the two or maybe even at the three. Depending on your defensive matchup, she shoots the basketball. Uh, she's got a nice bounce to her game that reminds me of Emily Monson, who actually just finished with Southeast All-Stars this past club season, is going to Purdue. So a lot of things to like about Jernigan's game. She now is leading from the front as opposed to being the underclassman, and it's really cool to see. In 23, Diana Collins, speaking of Southeast All-Stars, played with that group this summer. Had a fantastic summer, was also part of the Swedish U-20 national team program. Had a great June and early July with them and just took an official visit to Georgia Tech. She'll visit a host of schools you know, over the next four or five weeks, but getting on campus there at Tech. And, and Tech actually is slated to have the best roster, in my opinion, that Nell Fortner's had since she's been there, which is saying a lot because they've been in the tournament the past couple of years. And honestly, we're a handful of threes away going in that normally drop for them from giving South Carolina a run for their money two postseasons ago. Uh, Fortner and her staff have done an excellent job. And having a kid like Collins on campus after securing Kara Dunn, Tony Morgan in the 22 class, Kayla Blackshear on the transfer, really speaks to the, the job that the Yellow Jackets are doing. And a lot of positive things happening on the flat. So it'll be interesting. We'll keep you tapped in with Collins. But anytime you can get a a top 60 caliber kid in the country on campus, you're headed in the right direction if you're Fortner and crew. I actually had the chance to get up to Chicago for the Under Armour Elite 24 game a couple of Fridays ago now. And on the boys' side, I'll talk a little about the girls' side over the next couple of podcasts this week, but on the boys' side, touch on two Peach State guys in the 23 class. One, Stephon Castle out of Newton, has already committed to UConn. He's got pro size, and he can really, really play Good length, can handle it. Nothing speeds him up. Just a cool customer in that regard. Uh, obviously very different player than Sharif Cooper in the fact that Castle stands every bit of 6667. But that same demeanor that I liked about Cooper in his younger years, Castle has. He just plays the game the way it's supposed to be played. You're not going to rattle him. You're not going to force him into a lot of unforced errors. He's just going to hoop and figure it out. Thought he was a huge stock riser nationally to the point where he's even in this game. Loved him during the high school season. Saw him again in May at the battle, uh, the day that Bronny James, Gabe Cups, and all those guys were down in Atlanta. And now, obviously, they're in Chicago on a floor surrounded by some of the nation's best. He was fantastic. Which leads us into Isaiah Collier, same class there in 23, Wheeler High. And Collier's ascent to possibly the number one spot in the country. Uh, it's been well documented. I remember watching him in a state playoff game two years ago against Lanier, and you could just see, I mean, with all due respect to everybody who was on that floor that day, Collier's upside was just leaps and bounds over where everyone else was, and they found a way to go home with the win. Great physicality, the ability to score it. He could play above the rim, so can Castle. Those guys can shoot it. They can handle it. You talk about the new age of guard. Uh, I won't go as far to say as that either one is Anthony Edwards, but Anthony Edwards-esque in the fact that they've got the size component, the athleticism, but the skill sets and skill packages are really sharp at their age. In our college corner today, I want to talk about Bailey Maupin, freshman at Texas Tech. Texas Tech just went overseas, had their uh, you know tour, played you know a few games, and, and Maupin seemed to emerge as a kid who could have a really good season for them out there 
in Lubbock, and I'm a huge Moppin fan, I think. You know, the same bounce that I talk about with Adelaide Jernigan applies to Moppin. She can put the ball in the hole. She can defend. She's a really good athlete. Um, very steady demeanor, similar to a castle where nothing seems to rattle her. She just does what she does. And I think that those are kids who always seem to find a way to be successful. So definitely keep an eye on her. She's a scorer at the rim. And as she continues to work on her jump shot, you're only going to see more and more upside. And I think she was just a, a heck of a pickup for you know Krista and the group out there in terms of putting that roster together. You need some kids like that to stay home, some West Texas kids to commit and she's one of them, and I think she's the leader of the pack. Switching gears to football, I actually had the chance to get to Buford High School on Friday night real quick before a workout session that I did here with the kids out of Colorado. We'll talk about them in the next couple of episodes. Buford High School is going to be really, really good. Uh, you know, you got Dylan Wickey going to Virginia Tech. You got Justice Haynes, who's already committed to Alabama in the backfield. I'll get a chance to watch them in October play against Caleb Downs, who's also going to Alabama from Mill Creek. That's going to be one that's going to be really, really worth watching. You're going to have to get there early. That place is going to be packed there at the high school. Uh, but really like the depth that Buford has. This might be the most talented team that I can remember in recent memory. Can't wait for that game in October. But they did a great job of handling Mallard Creek the other night. Little to no resistance there. And, and that really speaks to the talent that Buford brings. Mallard Creek rolled out a nice roster. But it's not Buford's. Until next time, this is Brandon Clay.